Read, read, read. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Spill the Page. I'm your host, Brian Lopez. Before we get into our next read, I still haven't forgotten it's June. June is still Pride Month. I know with everything else going around, people would probably tend to forget, but I haven't. So for the next couple of Fridays after this episode, it will be focused on LGBTQIA. Now, I'm one of the older millennials on the older side, because uh, back when I was growing up, it was known as LGBT for the longest until the other letters came about. But we should recognize everybody. Now, let's get into our next read, which is titled Look Behind You by Roy Johansson and Iris Johansson. Now, I'm very familiar with the name Iris Johansson as I read some of her past novels, which are really good. Roy Johansson is her son, so they decided to get together and collaborate on this series. Now, here's the problem with me. I always try to... I should read the title first to see if it's an actual series before I dive into it. Thankfully, this one's good as a standalone, but I'd like to go read from the beginning of the series because, you know, it seems like I've lost a few the word I'm looking for. You know how you, you start in the middle of a series, it's like, okay, well, who's this person? Who's this person? And even though they know they've been there from the beginning, I'm talking about that type of series. So this is what it seems to me that, that this type of series is. This is book number five in the series, apparently. So let me give you a little backstory. Kendra Michaels, she was blind, but apparently this procedure that fixed her sight really, really, you know, like 100% perfect. She has the ability... I guess in a sense, people think she's psychic in a way, but she's merely observing how people act. She's an observer. And right off the bat, she can tell a person's personality, what their habits are, just by just stating, just observing people. And of course, the FBI got interested in her in using her for that capability to find serial killers, which is this particular book, because this is exactly what they're using her as for to find out what the killer's intentions are. But apparently... The killer knows her. Apparently Lynch, I'm assuming, well not assuming, I already can see it already, is a lover, boyfriend, I guess. Like I said, I have to read back in the series, but that, this is, that's what Lynch is. I guess he's like does some top secret operative things, operative type of stuff. But I guess that's why he doesn't really tell her, you know, what he's doing. So apparently he flies halfway across the world and she calls him, wait, let me, let me go back there. She calls him, telling, telling him what's going on. Of course, he flies half across the world to go see her. So you know, you know, there was something there. Again, I have to read the series. I know. So he's trying to help. He's insisting on helping, even though she doesn't want him to. Apparently, the killer knows her so that those closest to her are more in danger. And that's what Kendra doesn't want. But of course, you know, being people being persistent and all. And her friend Olivia, who is blind. And now I've heard that people that, you know, lose one, you know, sense of, lose one of the senses, the other senses are heightened. In this case, she, yes, Olivia does know what's going on, even though she can't technically see. Now, in one particular scene of the book, the killer enters Olivia's apartment. The killer's watching Olivia. She's leaving her apartment. She, you know, she locks up. You know, here comes the killer, you know, out from the hiding. Of course, starts rummaging through the desk, looking at everything. All of a sudden, Olivia comes back into the apartment. Apparently, she forgot something. She goes back to her desk. Of course, she pauses for a minute. 
she's looking around, you know, sensing something's, you know, off, but she's looking around, apparently. She looks around, she doesn't see, you know, hear anything, but she goes back out to the apartment. Now, the killer's all, you know, talking to her head, it's like, oh, gosh, you know, if she had came back and, you know, if she really would have known something was up, you know, of course, he, the killer would have to do something about that. Olivia calls up Kendra and tells her that the killer was in her apartment. She, the other reason why she knew because the chair was out of place and she always puts her chair right back where it belongs. So she knew exactly who was in her apartment. I don't know about you, but that's kind of scary. I mean, don't you know when you see stuff every day, you, especially in your home, everything's in a certain place. You keep everything neat and tidy the way it should be, you know, out of habit. You see it every day, but... If something's just slightly off, you know something's wrong. Even by just a little few inches, you know something's wrong because you know you didn't leave it there. I know I've had that happen to me because I know I've placed some, what is it, a book. And I know I've just placed my book and, you know, I know where I put it at. Of course, I know something was off, but then, of course, I just remembered it was me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that type of scary word, the killer's hiding, you know, somewhere and then looking at you, it's another different thing. Now, throughout the entire novel, Kendra's, you know, gathering clues. The FBI is helping her, but the killer leaves clues behind, so it's up to Kendra to figure out what entirely is going on. She has to go into the backstory, the history, researching, basically, of just mere observation. But like I said, the killer knows exactly who she is. So she's very worried, very afraid of the ones near and dear to her. And plus, the way they describe in the book the bodies, I mean, the mutilation the killer does to them, is very descriptive and very graphic. Reading, okay, looking to say like in a horror movie, it's different than actually reading it. Because when you actually read it, it's more descriptive. And that's exactly, I mean, there was just the sound of, you know, me reading how the mutilated bodies were positioned, how they were murdered. Yeah, it's pretty some horrific stuff. Yeah, this is another read that, you know, I couldn't put down because, you know, you just have to find out. You have to find out what's going on, who's going to happen to, who's going to get killed next. All while Kendra's, you know, like on the edge of her seat as well, because like the killer's actually looking for her as well. I won't tell you how the ending is. Like I said, you'll just have to pick up this book. But let me tell you this. I really wasn't expecting that ending. That was a twist to it all. You'll find out when you pick decide to pick up this book. I have to read this series from the beginning. Like I said, there's backstories, other ones to it. But it's a good standalone as it is as well. But, you know, it's just if you don't read the series, how are you going to find out what happens? You know, how do you get to know these people even more? Again, this is by Iris and Roy Johansson, mother and son. And just the thought of that much creativity, let alone being related, you know, bouncing off each other just to create, you know, a book itself. It's really amazing. And honestly, Kendra Michaels, the character they came up with, I'd be scared to be in the same room with her. I, You know what? I'd probably be hiding in the corner of the room not doing anything because right off the bat, she know exactly your past life, your history, everything about you because that's how good she is. Again, I thoroughly enjoyed this thriller because it really did keep me on the edge of the seat because literally at the end, you're just wanting to know who the killer is, which I have to say was a great surprise to me. Like I said, this is good as a standalone, but I'm going to go to back to the beginning of the series. For more on Irish Johansson, please follow her on Twitter at Irish underscore Johansson. And for Roy, it's at Roy Johansson on Twitter. And I'm your host, Brian Lopez.
Thank you again for listening to another exciting episode this week. I promise for the next couple of Fridays. Wait, let me think about it. Yeah, yeah. Two more Fridays in June. Just I had to make sure. Two more Fridays in June. I'll make sure to include um, material for Pride Month. That is a promise. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Spill the Page to see what I'm up to or to see what I'm doing or to see what I'm currently reading. Thank you again for listening. And don't forget to read, read, read.